Welcome to the Aspire for More with Erin podcast, where we really focus on mentoring, motivating, and creating momentum for you to create your success. It is a podcast specifically for leaders in the senior living industry led by a leader in the senior living industry. I believe your mindset is important. I believe your why is important. And I believe how you create momentum for your community is important. So come on, let's hang out and let's create a community that everyone wants to work in, that everyone wants to live in. Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Aspire for More with Erin podcast. And I am Erin. And it is Lifestyles Professionals Week. And I say lifestyles because that's what I'm used to, but it's Activity Professionals Week. So you can call yourself a lifestyles director, an engagement life director, an activity director, the fun director. I used to introduce my uh, lifestyles director as the director of fun um, because that's what you are, right? That's what they are. They are responsible. You are responsible for fun. I believe the personality of the community that you are in is your activities department, hands down, hands down. And the activities department is your point of difference. It's one of your points of differences. I believe that there are very few reasons as to why people move into an assisted living community or an independent living community or a skilled nursing community. And if it's for assisted living, for the sake of our topic today, one of the four reasons, but one is socialization and activities. So the health of your activity program should be one of your main concerns. And I think sometimes the leaders inside that department feel like it's not. And I can certainly go over some real life examples of that and how I have chosen to overcome those uh, with my teams in the past, but we'll start off with my story. I am actually a therapeutic recreation uh, major in college and a business minor. Um, I kind of started down that path because I didn't want to cut on cadavers in occupational therapy school. I actually started out in communications because I wanted to be basically Aaron Andrews, who Aaron Andrews wasn't around then, but in today's world, I wanted to be Aaron Andrews, but I didn't want to take foreign language in college. So then I chose, you know, medical field and I didn't want to cut on cadavers. And so then I found recreational therapy because I got tired of changing my major. I digress. It is because of recreational therapy program that I even found the assisted living world because I was looking for a respite stay for my grandfather and I also needed volunteer hours. So isn't that funny how we look back and you realize that life was happening for us and not to us? I got a good college education as to why fun is needed in therapy. I did not get a license to that because I worked inside of an assisted living and I found that my path was more of sales and marketing and eventually executive directorship. So I didn't worry about getting a license for that, but I got a real big understanding of motivation through the rec therapy area. You know, we, if we don't have fun as a part of our motivation to succeed in whatever area we're in, then we might not meet our goals because it's too serious, 
right? And I think that that's what assisted living offers, right? Getting older is hard and aging is hard and the elements of aging is hard. And so when you move into an assisted living, you can have fun because at home you weren't having fun. You were failing potentially at home. You were isolating yourself and being lonely and isolating makes things worse. They don't make things better. And so when you move into assisted living, one of the biggest advantages is the activities department, because all of a sudden you're using fun to sharpen the mind again. You're using fun to play games, to earn things. It's a motivation to get up and get dressed. It's a motivation to hurry up and take your nap and rest so you can come to the afternoon activities. It's a, it's a motivation to maybe not wear the same outfit 12 days in a row. You know, there's lots of elements of motivation that socialization inside the activities department brings. We cannot lose sight of that. So that's my story of of why I believe the activities department is one of the most important departments. A, because I went to school for it. B, because I've seen it. And then I've seen it in my own life through my grandmother, And if you've been a listener to the podcast or the personal podcast or this professional podcast, you know that my grandmother lived in two of the communities that I worked at throughout my career. One of them was for a month or two respite stay. And then the other one was for two years as a permanent resident. I will never forget the moment that I saw my grandmother playing in the rhythm band, pounding the rhythm sticks together. My grandmother isolated herself into her apartment and manipulated me and my mother and my aunt for all kinds of things. In her independent living apartment, she never engaged in activities with the residents there. They were resident-led. There was no activity director. She never engaged in any of that. And then at my community for her respite stay, she engaged in pretty much everything. Why is that? I believe it was because of the activity director at the time. And I believe it was the way the activity director motivated her and maybe manipulated her to come to those activities. And then it was the way that she felt while she was doing them and afterwards. And then fast forward to when she lived at the community that I worked in for two years, she literally went to every single activity. And she created her own activity in between activities, which turned into a colorama group. The adult coloring craze was just blowing through the community and she fell in love with it. Now let's take the negative mindset area for a minute because I believe that she was down there all the time because she didn't want to be in her room. Even though it was her idea to move into the assisted living, she never wanted to admit that. And in some ways, I think the room was a little claustrophobic for her. In other ways, I feel like she wanted the companionship and the attention because she was an attention seeker from the get-go. And she got it. And we had this auction, which I really want to talk about in detail because I do believe it's a huge point of difference for the amount of participation that you get, how to engage sales into activities, and how to win big with your residents. But for every activity they went to, they got an auction dollar. 
And then in the games where you had to win, like bingo or Pokino or some of these mind games, crossword puzzles, quizzes, you could earn more. She was always in the top three, always in the top three. And once she realized that she could win things at the end of the month by going to activities, it became more of a motivator. It was amazing. It was amazing. And just for the activity program itself, my grandmother's life was changed in ways that I could have never imagined. The last two years of her life were the best two years of her life. And we as a family said pretty much what every other family member says that has an amazing experience inside of an assisted living community. We should have done this sooner. Her life and our life were changed dramatically for the better. And I believe a huge component of that was our activity program and our directors at the time. The director at the time and then the assistant director who eventually became the director after the retirement of the other. So I know that there's a lot of requirements inside of an activity program. There's a lot of um, having to plan in advance, which I saw firsthand and and I find that to be a very difficult thing. Like I struggle to plan things 30, 60 days out, but that's part of the activities director's role. You know, I am in this new role of an entrepreneurship and creating content and creating things that I usually just intuitively do, but it's not possible to sustain without a schedule. And so I'm staring down the barrel of trying to schedule out a year's worth of ideas. And that is a struggle for me. And so when you take an activity director and you know that they are working on a calendar for the next 30 or 60 days while they're in a current month whose calendar just came out, that is very dizzying to me. Most amazing lifestyle director that I last worked with would come to me And she would ask me about my schedule literally 45 days out. And at that point, you know, we all live in this mindset of overwhelm and, you know, just I I subscribe to the thought where I am just going to make it through the day. And she's asking me about 45 days out. And I had to respect that that was her role. And then I had to say sometimes these questions overwhelm me because I have no idea because I want to commit to you but I'm scared I'm not going to be able to. So as long as she knew that it was scheduled in pencil and that I was going to do my best to try to be there, then she was okay. And then I felt less pressure because I felt like, okay, we can change this if we need to. One of the other aspects that's very difficult is being on all the time, like being on all the time. And as a leader in the community, you kind of have to have that mindset of being on all the time. You are a leader. And the activities director has to be on happy, silly, bubbly, even when they don't feel it inside. And that is hard to do, hard to do. And when you don't have it inside to feel silly, happy, bubbly, then we need to support them and have a team that that they can then move the silly and bubbly onto somebody else and they can handle the things that they're capable of handling at those moments. We think being an activity director is easy. You know, if you're a nurse, you may think that being an activity director is easy. If you're an executive director who's never really taken the time to appreciate, understand 
what running that department is like, you think it may be easy. But I want to tell you that it is not easy. Planning a party is not easy. Maybe for some people it is, but it is certainly not easy for me. The magic of an activity program that is successful are the details. But just imagine you throwing your child a birthday party or a wedding or all the big things. To an activity director, each activity and the details inside of it are very important if they're doing their job correctly. And that can be overwhelming because if you miss a detail, your project may fail. If you forget that you don't have blue paint and you're painting water, that's bad. If you forget that you're having a tea and you don't bring your dishes from home or get them out of the storage closet, all those are important. If you're running a Bible study and you didn't research it before the time comes, those details, especially when you're planning out 30, 60 days ahead, are very, very important. And people think that planning fun is easy, but it's not. Even creating fun is hard because you you have grumpy residents who don't want to have fun. And so you have to overcome that energy in the room. The energy that you bring to the room has to be bigger than the negative energy in the room. You could be calling a game of bingo and people are fighting over chairs, (laughs) fighting over the cards, telling somebody to stop banging the poker chip or the chip on the table. And yet you, as the activity director, still have to bring the fun and yet treat the residents with respect and dignity the way that they require. So the psychological, emotional, and fun dynamics inside of running that department um, can be challenging. And it requires somebody to rise above their own internal thermometer and create a temperature in the room that is fun and exciting all the time. Otherwise, people won't come. And to bring the residents in and make sure that we're meeting the needs, like in resident council, are we having fun? Is there something that you want to do? And sometimes what the residents want to do is a lot of work. And if they don't, if the activity department doesn't have the support from other departments, they can feel alone and they can feel resentful, just like all of us can. Staying present is hard for anyone. But if 30 minutes ago you were planning something in for March and it's January and you have to change the mindset and get out of the March mindset and into the present day in January mindset, that can be difficult as well as bringing the energy. One of the other things that I find to be fascinating considering I believe that the personality of the community lies in your activity department is that the activity department has one of the smaller budgets. Now, when you have arts and crafts and painting and art and all the other things that go into a much more creative department. You don't always need the big ticket items all the time. And so creating overtime and getting donations and and creating an inventory is certainly important. But just because your budget is small doesn't mean that your value is small. And I believe that's a phrase that if you're a leader leading your activities department, You need to say that to them. And if you are an activities director that is thinking that, you cannot judge your value based on the budget that you have. I believe that if sales and activities are working together, events can be thrown that will benefit both the residents and the professionals. I believe if the sales 
and the activity director are working together, both budgets can support each other. A good sales director will use what the activity director's programs are to bring people into the community, to sell the community. And so those two departments should work hand in hand. If a sales director is not utilizing their activity department the way that they should, then we are missing a huge opportunity, A, to bring more revenue and occupancy into the building, and B, to show appreciation for a department that serves the residents that we sell. I know that there are a lot of activity directors who do not feel appreciated. Well, Erin, how do you know that? Well, A, I had an activities director who used to call herself miscellaneous. And there are groups on certain social media outlets that always talk about how unappreciated they feel. There's two, I believe there's a common theme there. And I believe I suffer from one of those common themes. And so therefore, I feel comfortable in talking about it. Our mindset about appreciation is the problem. There's a phrase that say hurting people hurt people, right? I think that we can replace hurt with unappreciated, cannot appreciate others. Now, every community is different. Every company is different. The industry as a whole, I believe the, the leaders, the people inside the communities, typically, I would I don't know a percentage, but I would say a large percentage feels unappreciated. So if you have a leader who feels unappreciated, like your executive director, they may not have the capacity to appreciate you. A good leader, even if they feel unappreciated, can still appreciate people. But sometimes that leader can get so bogged down with their own negative story they tell themselves that they cannot appreciate somebody else's hard work. But what I want to say is, where does your appreciation come from? Your true, authentic level of appreciation should come from the people that you serve. That impact, the lives that you change, the smiles that you see, when you turn that frown upside down, that's where your value lies. The activity director changed my grandmother's life and therefore changed mine. The activity director changed a hundred people's lives and therefore changed mine because my occupancy grew. If you don't feel appreciated by your leader, by your company, do you feel appreciated by your people? That's where your appreciation is. That's where the money is. Odds are you don't appreciate yourself enough and you're looking for that external validation. I'm there. I've been there, I'm currently there, and I'm working on that. That story that we tell ourselves, change it because you are appreciated. You are valued. If you don't go to work, there are lives that are affected. You are the personality of the community. And if you need to listen to this podcast over and over again for you to believe it, you do it. You are valued. You are worthy. Your worth is incalculable, right? Because your work impacts people in an intrinsic way that not many people get to be a part of. So change your story from I'm not appreciated because my worth must not be because the budget is. But your magic because you can make a program in that amount of budget. Your worth is the smile on those residents' faces. You are amazing. If you have a desire to serve and you are serving then you 
have purpose and you have passion and you're living inside that purpose and that passion. No one can take that away from you. And it doesn't matter if they appreciate you or not. Do your residents appreciate you? Do you appreciate you? Give yourself some credit. I'm learning how to do that for myself. And so I want you to do it for you. Playing bingo can be very, very difficult (laughs) for us when we do it over and over again. Give yourself credit for doing it today. Even though sometimes that may just feel like breathing, like that's an involuntary muscle. And so therefore we don't give ourselves credit, but you're doing something that you may not love to do. You're doing something that you've been doing for a very long time and it might bother you, but your residents love it. So you're doing it. Great job. They may not, whoever they is, you can insert it, be able to say how much they appreciate you, but know that they do. But what's even better than their appreciation is the appreciation that you have for yourself. You're doing a great job. If your value, if your goal is to change lives of the residents today and make them happy and make them smile and you accomplished that goal, excellent job. If your goal today was to create a calendar that was based off of the residents' ideas of having fun and you did that, great job. Thank you for listening and applying and asking. That's a big deal. You make a resident feel seen and heard. That is amazing. So instead of, I don't feel appreciated, tell yourself, I feel appreciated when a resident tells me thank you. That I get the grumpy resident in and they smiled. I feel good when my calendar has been approved. Those are good things. Getting clarity on what appreciation feels like, what appreciation looks like, it will be so important for you moving forward because our mindset matters and the stories that we tell ourselves matter. Your value is not the amount of money you have to spend. A sales director is only as good as the people in the operations department. If your activity program is not running and doing great things, then you might not get a lot of people to move in or a lot of people to stay. Your department matters. You are the personality of the community. You are not miscellaneous. You are important. You change lives. And if you're an executive director, do something fun with your people this month. Just go out and do something fun. I used to be nervous about it. For whatever reason, I would get so caught up in my own thought process that I would be worried about what people think. And then COVID came and I just decided, screw this. And I went out there and I started having fun. And it changed everything for me. Fun is how we attract more people. Fun is how we motivate. Fun is how we realize that the business side of things is not what we're here to do. My kids' principal taught me how to have fun and not take myself so seriously. He's got a tough job, and yet he can do fun things and make a fool out of himself. And I see how the kids respond to that, and I started doing it. And the residents and the associates that are in your team respond the same way. So go out there and do something that's authentic to you that is fun and show your appreciation to your activities team because they are a difference maker to the success of your community. Happy Activities Professionals Week. You are the best. 
the first ever open enrollment into Aspire for More with Erin's mentorship program is going on now. I'm so excited. If you need more guidance with the small things that make a big impact in your community, if your mindset is struggling and you need a little help and it's preventing you from being the leader that you want to be, or if you've gone through some hard rejections lately and you know that you can be successful and you want to be successful in this industry, then this program is for you. Go to the link in the show notes and let's get you enrolled. This is an investment in you. And lucky for everyone listening, it is very affordable. 2023 is my year to give back, to add value, and make an impact in the industry that I love so passionately. There should be nothing standing in your way to becoming the best leader in your community and creating a future that you want. Caring for the residents inside your community and beyond. I hope to hang out with you soon.